Welcome to the Minder Podcast. Welcome to episode 9 of the Minder podcast in association with Minder.org. I am your host, Paul Stenning. In this show, we have part 1 of an interview with a complete superstar, the one and only Susie Quattro. Just gets better, doesn't it? This is an unusual beginning as Susie began mistakenly talking to me about Dempsey and Makepeace for a good 5 minutes before the audio you're about to hear. I wasn't sure if I misremembered the Minder episode for a moment, as she was talking about doing her own stunts and having a dead look in her eyes, and she was so interested in serial killers. What you're about to hear is the point at which Susie realised her mistake, but just listen to the true pro she is and how quickly she moves straight into talking about Minder, and she was exactly on the money with what she remembered from Minder. And so we do indeed talk about the episode Susie appeared in, the first from series 3, Dead Men Tell No Tales, where she played Nancy. We also cover everything from the meaning of being a Gemini, to Leather Tuscadero, her famous Happy Days character. And is Dennis Waterman a good kisser? It wasn't one of my questions, but I found out anyway. And so it's over to Susie Quattro on this, episode 9 of the Minder podcast, in association with Minder.org. Yeah, I, I tried to figure out which one I wanted to do. Did, did I do a song in that one? Yeah, you did too. There was uh, Lipstick. And That's right. And Glad All Over? Lonely no. is the Hardest. Lonely is the Hardest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to work out which songs I wanted to do. Those were the two right ones. Because the, the girl herself was uh, obviously delusional and obviously lonely, you know. Otherwise, she wouldn't have invented this whole scenario. So I had to use, I, I used That Lonely is the Hardest, which is one of my favorite songs. I've done it on stage for a long time. Um, and Lipstick was the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought those were two good choices. One to show just that part of the character and the other one to show the, the loneliness of her. Mm. I wanted to ask you about that particular album because I think the episode was early 1981 because it was filmed. And you had Rock Hard out the year before. And Lipstick was a single. I don't think Lonely is the Hardest was a single. No, no, it wasn't. That was on, um, yeah, that was on that. No, it wasn't. Um, one of my favorite songs. And in fact, I've just redone it acoustically. Mm-hmm. And it will be in my upcoming film of my life. Because it's uh, it was written about the time I first came to London and I didn't have success right away. And I was all by myself and living in a tiny room. And, you know, my whole family's at home. I'm completely alone. No money, no success. Tiny little room. And I wrote it about that. I, I dredged it back up when I was writing for Rock Hard. 
because this was 1971, 72, that I actually felt all this. And I thought, oh, I've never put that into a song. So I went back to that feeling and wrote the song for this album. And it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. It really, when I did it in the studio um, recently, the, the, all the musicians and the engineer were all crying. So I guess it touches people, that song. Because it really just it really describes it, doesn't it? About what it was like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, cry when I hear it still, yeah, because it brings it all back. It, 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 weird how it wasn't a single on the album, but as far as I from my research, that was your only album where you had six singles, which is quite incredible from it is incredible. Eleven songs or something. Yeah, that was a good album. And we actually got back um the old team from the early 70s. We got the same engineer in who was a producer in his own right. We recreated the drum sound, but Mike Chapman wanted to recreate the whole magic of that era, which I think he pretty much did. Yeah, especially with the videos as well. They really... Yes. Yeah, they were. They were they, they were good videos. What What is on that? There's um, Lipstick, Rock Hard, and Glad All Over. Three videos that are that are there, yeah. I do want to get to your latest videos because they're really good as well. But um, just going back to the original episode again, I was just wondering how you were cast for that because it was at the beginning of Series 3 and it seems to me like maybe it was like a really big thing at the time that you were a very special guest, very unexpected to have you appear in this. Was it something I, that someone I, came to you for? Or I, did... I had done um, various acting since Happy Days, various bits and pieces. And I didn't take on the um, offer of a spinoff for Happy Days because I actually didn't want to be typecast, you know. And Leather Tuscadero was so close to Susie Quattro anyway. And I already was Susie Quattro, so why keep going in a fictional, you know, thing? So I didn't want to do that. And I did lots of different things. Um I have had uh, an agent, he's now passed away and for acting, Michael Caine's agent, Dennis Selinger, and he was always looking for opportunities for me. And that one came up and uh, I said yes immediately. And I am good friends with both the two stars. We've been out for dinner. So it's it's been an ongoing friendship. So you mean Dennis Waterman and George Cole? Or... Oh, my God. I'm getting this completely wrong. I'm so sorry. No, don't worry. The, the many stars are. <laughs> oh my God! I was. I thought you were talking about Dempsey and Makepeace. Ah, I was going to mention that. So, Glennis okay. Barber. Start again. I'm so sorry <laughs> because I have just watched that, and that's what I thought we were talking about. Okay, so all that information is for the crazy person I paid on Dempsey and Makepeace trying to kill somebody. That's all about that. Start again on Minder. I'm so sorry. That's my fault. Don't I've worry. been doing contracts and all that. And I had Dempsey and Makepeace on my mind. So all that is for Dempsey and Makepeace. Cancel all that for Minder. Now we'll do Minder. Okay. Um, Minder, that was done. Yes. Yeah. So I I was, I always remember about that show. The part came up and I was a fan of the show anyway. And it was to play a, an American kind of hippie-ish girl, a little bit of a drugs drug dealer, you know, a um, little bit kind of lost, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I was pregnant when I filmed that episode. 
and I lost a baby just after that. So that always stays in my mind. Uh, just did just one of those things had a miscarriage. Um, yeah, those, those songs were chosen for that episode because they were on the new album that was out. So it was to promote, we thought, okay, let's get something from the album out in this program. So we did that. Um, yeah, again, they they were the right songs for that. I didn't think I sang in Dempsey Make Peace. <laughs> I didn't. Sorry, I got confused. Um, I think lipstick was just going to be out as a single, so we used we tried to find out the release date of that episode and tried to time it with the release of lipstick. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do a slow one and a fast one. So lonely is the hardest, and and it was great on the show. Both things worked. Uh, Dennis, I really enjoyed acting with him. He was a generous actor because I did my part my way, you know, and he, he, uh, and I love actors who do this. Not every actor does. I do. He reacted to me and I reacted to him. And and a lot of people do say that acting is reacting, and I will never just go through the motions. I reacted to his character, and when I whatever I did, he reacted to mine. And he's a very good kisser, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that afterwards. He said, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> yeah, so that, that that was a good role to play. I enjoyed that. What are you doing here? You invited me, remember? Come on in, come here. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, the door's open, so I just came up. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. It's an open house. It's a squat. Everybody's welcome. Everybody? Well, not everybody. <laughs> but I don't want to be your plaything for another hour, you know. <laughs> There's a drink over there if you want one yourself, yourself. Or, uh... You want something else? Listen, uh, do you have to smoke that crap? I like that, you know, because the funny thing is, is I'm not one of those kind of druggy people whatsoever. Ever, but being a, a child of a, a teenager in the '60s, where pot parties were the thing, I certainly had plenty of opportunity to see that going on. So I could do that very convincingly. <laughs> I think my ex-husband rolled the joint on that. <laughs> I, I can't roll, but he said, "I'll make it look correct. Don't worry." <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a fun part. Play. I, I liked both Dennis and George. Nice people. You know, we got along real good. And um, yeah, was that my first thing after Happy Days? Yes. Hmm. That would have been my first part after Happy Days. Then it would have been Dengsi and May's piece. Then um, absolutely fabulous. Because yeah, you've not been in many things, really. Oh, and Midsummer Murders, I did. That was the last yeah. one I did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very... no, I haven't been in that many. I would love to do more because I love acting. But it just seems my mom always touring somewhere or whatever. But uh, if a good part comes along, I'm happy to consider it because it is my second love. Did you, when you were reacting with each other, was that just visually or also from the script? Were you ad-libbing a little bit? We did a little bit. 
we we did stick to the script, but you throw in your your little body language bits, you know. That's what I mean. Yeah, they wanted you to stick to the script. I, I didn't on Absolutely Fabulous. She let me play with it. I said to her, can I play with this, Jennifer? She said, do what you like. So I kind of did my own script. But on that, they wanted us to skip, stick to the script. But we took our time with the walking and the body language. So, yes, we did. You know, that 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 was not directed. That was us playing with the script that they gave us and making it work for us. And we were both aware of each other. Was there ever any chance you would do more, Mindy? No, they didn't ask me to do more. I would have done it if they had a past. I would have. They could have brought the character back, but I suppose they suppose they had all the scripts probably lined up. And I know that they used to use different directors, which is a strange thing to do, but they did. So I guess one director loving me and then another director comes in. They're not going to think of me again, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I I would have had to have been a recurring character then. Yeah. Like I wasn't happy. Yeah. Did you have much interaction with the other actors at the time? Yeah, I talked to George quite a bit, just talking off the set, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I met Patricia. Yeah, that was about it, really. I mean, you come on, you do your parts, you know, and you don't see everybody that's involved. Oh, and the the bartender, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Very nice. A real character, even... Even not being filmed, he's a character. Hmm. Um, it was a 10-day filming process. I was just wondering how long you, you had to be on set, be hanging around and things like Let that. Because we did one day live, the filming of the songs. That, that was one day. I think I was used for three days. Not the whole day, but for three days. Different setups, you know? Yeah. And you played, like you just said, you played your songs live. So they didn't use a studio version. You were actually on the stage playing it. So That's the only way to do that. They wanted us to do something on the stage. And I said, we have to play live because it has to sound like it's in a bar. Yeah. And 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 that's exactly what we did. So, you know, everything I do, I try to do for real. Was that just one take? Or did did you just do a few different ones and make... Edited it well, they, they usually, when you do stuff like that, they will do usually three or four takes because one will be strictly close up where you'll where they tell you to sing the song, but don't do all this. So just so they can get their close up shots that they need. And then they'll take one and then have one in the can safety. So it's usually three. That's what I did on Happy Days. Always one close up and a couple times all the way through. So they are two in the can. You are right, in Terry. What are you doing here? Looking for you, my son, and searching for culture. We're in the right place of both, aren't you? You are great. Need one, Terry, need one. Good, aren't I? Terry, some people have opinions, others have taste. I belong to the latter. Hey, isn't that a bird you pulled in the Winchester last night? I've been talking to Dave, have you? No, I didn't pull her, no. She pulled me. 
I'll tell you something. Singing is not the only thing she's good at. Stop. Honestly. Stop. Yeah. You're right, you've got a problem. No, no, no problem. Just a little job I want you to help me with. Help. Or do it for you, eh? Go on, next. Help. Assist. Why? Give my hand, remember? Great. Come in. Get some of that down, yeah. Thanks. Well done, my dear. You're Arthur, right? Such is my name. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Arthur. It is Arthur. So who's such? Pardon? <laughs> Terry, what is happening? I seem to be missing something. Oh, no, not at all. Come on, what about this job? Um, <clears throat> Don't be daft. Spit it out. Well, look, we've got to go to the airport tomorrow and collect... pick someone up. Or someone who's flying in. Uh, will have been flown in, yeah. That's no problem, is it? You've got your motor? No, no, it's not that. It's uh, a little bit more complicated. You see, he's um, a bit incapacitated. Oh, an invalid? Uh, yeah, you could say invalid, yeah. A wheelchair job, is no, it? No, 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 not wheelchair, but he is uh, very, very ill. How ill? You could say terminally. Terminally? Well, well, to be really accurate, I mean precise, he's dead. When um, you, was, you thought we were talking about depths in Memphis and you said about the dead eyes, um, and I said you look different thinking of Minder, yeah, and you did, in a way. But presumably... well, Minder, don't, don't forget, whenever you are doing a part, you, you are taking on that persona, hmm. you know? So even in that part, I mean, like I said, I'm not a dope smoker, so I made myself be a dope smoker, you know? little bit hippie and all that. So, yeah, I had to do that. So it wasn't the normal Susie that you see, no. And uh, even when I did Midsummer Murders, I was I modeled it a little bit on Joplin, you know, and out there, way out there, you know, like always stoned and drunk and blah, blah, blah. So I modeled that on her, yeah. Happy Days, even, that wasn't totally me. I mean, the girl had been to prison, you know. Mm. So I played that a lot more young and... Hard but vulnerable, I played that part in Happy Days. Both you things see, together. Yeah. You seem like you really enjoyed doing that. Great show. Even though, Great yeah. show. And again, I'm very good friends with um, Ronnie Howard and uh, Henry Winkler. We email all the time. So I made good friendships from that too. So you keep in touch with a lot of people that you've worked with over the years, including in, in music as well as acting. It's quite... You must be extremely busy, even when when there's lockdown and things. A lot of people didn't do very much, but um, I did everything. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. I, I am such an artiste, and I need to practice my craft. And so the gigs were taken away. Um, my husband and I, twenty eight years now, has successfully run two homes. He lives in Hamburg. I live here, and we go back and forth. So that went out the window. We're still married and everything, but our being together when we wanted to went out the window. My gigs were taken away. Um, so I went into my creativity, which thank goodness I have. 
I wrote and released The Devil in Me with my son, which did great. It charted everywhere. There's one, two, three, four videos available for that. Um, I wrote and released two books during lockdown. I'm working on my fifth book right now. I'm writing for other artists. I've got another album ready to come out soon with another artist who I can't talk about yet. Um, There's filming going to be done of my life story. If I don't create, I die. If I don't gig or create, I die. So I have to keep going. I was in the studio yesterday. I'm going to be writing today. It's uh, I'm, I'm working on my second poetry book and my next novel. Doesn't that sound pretentious? <laughs> oh, I'm working on my next novel. <laughs> I need a, a long cigarette holder. You're like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, even when I did my musical, Tallulah Who, about Tallulah Bankhead, which I played Tallulah, you want to talk about being somebody different. Paul, my, you know, I had a wig on and everything to look like her. And I sent the still photos from the, from the play, the musical to my mother. And she called me up and said, why didn't they use you for the photos? So I am able as an actress to take on the character of whoever I'm playing. And my face does change. Absolutely. I have a very uh, readable face. If, if I'm angry, you're going to see it. Mm. And if I'm happy, you're going to see it. I can't hide it. And I use that ability when I'm acting, that I have a very readable face. I wanted to mention that you, you seem to mention you're a Gemini a lot. And I am. So that's kind of... Oh, then you understand. Yeah. yeah. Us Geminis, you know, we're, some people say difficult, but that's not fair. We are complicated Hmm. (laughs) that's the word not difficult there's a difference complicated many layers i always say we're like an onion you keep peeling and there's so many layers but at the core of the gemini even though they say we're fickle and this and that it's not true when we love we don't love lightly we love one million percent so that, that's a good part. And we're not fickle, but when we aren't with somebody, then we do what we like. That's not being fickle. That's just being free. Mm-hmm. And also with the Gemini, see, you got me started on a subject I love. If the door is shut, we will, we will fly against that door nonstop. If the door is open, we stay put. Did I describe you? So, yes, I think in an unusual way as well, not the way that Geminis are normally described, but, it, but it's, it's accurate. Yeah, yeah it's accurate. Absolutely yeah. accurate. So you feel like 100% Gemini? As in- well, I've got a lot of um, ground, a lot of earth in my, when I had my proper chart done, which is the real thing when they do it from the time you're born, where you're born, they take you through your whole life. And I had it done by a very good person and it's been completely correct. Uh, I have a lot of ground in me, which is good because Gemini's can be all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my rising sign is Libra, which gives me my real non-negotiable sense of fair play. I always try to balance, you know, and if that person says that, and then I'll always try to try the other side. I've always been trying to balance it out. Um, But I can multitask to a ridiculous 
degree. Uh, I could do seven or eight projects. Look what I do on stage. I'm playing the bass. I'm singing. I'm running the show. I'm listening to every musician, making sure they're not making any mistakes. I'm relating to the audience. I'm running back and forth all at the same time. And it doesn't occur to me that this is strange to do. So the one thing about Gemini's though, is they have to learn to focus their energies. And this is something I've learned through, yes, through, you, you got that immediately through the years. Um, because we can do so much, you have to go, okay. And then I've learned to go in. Okay, I'm, I'm in it now. You know, I want no distractions. I'm in it. But I had to learn to do that. That wasn't easy. And then if you can encapsulate what that is, how do you do that? What What is it you do that gives you that focus? Well, let's say I'm working on, I'm doing my second novel right now. Now that means I have, when I decide to work on it, I sit down and I put it up on the screen and read back a little bit what I've written so far so I can get back into the flow of it. And you, you actually do just put your blinders on. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the story. I'm in the story. I'm thinking of the characters. What would they do next? What would she do? What would he do? Okay, where am I going now? Okay. And, I, and I'm in there. And if the phone rings, I don't answer it. So I'm in the story. And I don't want any distractions. But I have to force myself to go in it. Um, and I know it's good because when I read back the previous couple of days that I've written, I can't remember writing it. And I'm surprised and I go, oh, that's really good. God, I wonder what happens next. I'm asking me what's happening next, mm-hmm. you know. So so I do go, I, I do get lost in things. And in fact, Ron Howard said to me during Happy Days, he said, whatever you do, he said, don't ever take acting lessons. And I, I thought it was an insult. And I said, why? And he said, because you have a natural thing. It's a natural thing. And you go into it. And he said, and if you take an acting class, they will take that out of you. So don't ever do it. Just continue doing what you're doing. You're a natural actress. And I took that as a huge compliment. Huge, especially from him. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, part of it, obviously, is presence, which you're going to have from being good on stage or any other type of focus. But what else is that as a natural actress? What's the... Is it dialogue? Is it the way you look at people? Um, I did it naturally, so I can't say anybody told me to do it. Even my first role, which was on Happy Days, I naturally took on the character and I naturally didn't just say my lines at all. I listened, really listened to what was being said to me, reacted, and then said my lines. But I... That, that, that's what was said to me. You actually listen. I said, well, yeah, I thought that's what it was all about. And I think it was Ron said to me, you'd be surprised how many actors don't listen. And you're looking at a dead face and they're just waiting for them to say their own lines. I don't do that. I'm actually involved in the part. I'm involved in it. And I didn't know that that was anything strange. I thought, well, if you're going to act in something, you got to be in there. You got to be in there with your whole heart. And so otherwise your character is not believable. Boy, you got a nerve. I? 
You've only known me for two minutes, and already you're trying to organize my life. Who's you said you fancied a walk? What about that hassle with the dope? Well, what's a good-looking bird like you need with that crap, eh? You see what I mean? Lectures already. You want anything stronger than grass? What's that got to do with you? God, you're beginning to sound like a cop. If you want to be used and exploited by the slags who deal in that crap, well, all right, rock on. I mean, you won't be the first rock and roller to sit outside boots in the dilly with her tongue hanging out, will you? You see what I mean? Now he's a social worker. Oh, no, he's a social worker. <laughs> Come here. I beg your pardon? Come here. <laughs> You're nice. <laughs> yeah, a little bit old-fashioned, but nice. Not like most of the guys I meet. I suppose a Lego was out of the question. <laughs> anyway, you can talk about being used. What about that Arthur of yours? I mean, from what I can make out, he uses you all the time. Yeah, I suppose so, in a way, yeah. <laughs> that pisses with the dead body. <laughs> no, with Arthur and me, it's different, you see. I mean, we've got an understanding. Like, he knows how far he can or can't go with me. <laughs> what I'll stand for and what I won't. He won't stand for it, Monty. I'm telling you, he'll go potty. Well, let Randolph worry about that, shall we? So, in, in the Minder episode, for instance, were you free to just act how you felt and just follow the script, or were you directed? Yeah, he didn't really give me any direction, the director. Which means I guess I was doing it good. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we were that bit where we're walking along the beach, you know, and we 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 did it a couple of times, Dennis and I. And he, you know, he saw how I was doing it, I saw how he was doing it. And then we had that bit where he walked away and then came back, and that worked, you know. So mm. we were kind of like apart but together. That worked for both of us. Be, being apart but together in the dialogue. So it was a like a, so a sort of a difficult moment that ended up with us doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. He was kind of like half telling me off and I was half being rebellious and then we finally went there. And it, it was nice because that was kind of my idea when I went, you're cute, you know, and he did all that. That 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 we did together, how it would work, you know. And I wanted that to be kind of vulnerable at that point, which it was. So the tough girl, don't smoker. She could actually be sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like his character too. Where Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that, that was an unusual scene for Dennis. He didn't usually play scenes like that. Mm-hmm. So we did that. We did that together. That is how those two characters worked together. And when you look back and you do watch that, so at the time, were you happy with your portrayal and are you one of these people that looks at things and says, I could have done this better? I am very critical. I will often look at stuff, but more more of my live shows. And not not knocking it, but sometimes I'll watch a live show and I'll say, I think I might change that to that. But the acting stuff I do, no. No, I've been happy with everything I've done. You know, you, you if I did the, the, the part now... It would be now being played at 71 years of experience. 
So it might be slightly played different, but what I did at that time, I was very happy with. I've been happy with every part I've played. I loved Midsummer Murders. That was great. You know, that was really good. Dying on stage. I did that maybe 15 times falling to the ground, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just with you mentioning on stage, I believe you did, um, and he got you gun in the West End. I didn't know that until I was looking oh, at some of the other was, things. That was a wonderful moment in my life. Um, I knew I could do musicals anyway because I'm an artiste and mm-hmm. I can do most of the things that an artiste should do. And a great part, you know, I, I heard the the soundtrack and I just said, well, I mean, it's one great song after another. Great part to play. And I was told by the older people in the profession that I played it very similar to Mary Martin. So there was a, a toughness, but there was a vulnerability, which it seems to be I'm able to do both. That's actually what they wanted in Happy Days. Somebody who was tough but vulnerable. And that's that's kind of me anyway. I can't be both, you know, Eas- easily, because it is, it's my character. So that's kind of like your book. I mean, that's quite, the autobiography is very honest. And it's what's and all type thing. So is that important to you to constantly show that balance? It's like the Gemini, the two sides kind of thing. It's important to me to not have a facade. That's that's what I don't like. And in fact, there's another Gemini thing. I don't even see facades in other people. I don't even see them. I look directly at you and I see exactly who you are. I'm a very good people reader. Um even though I'm doing this on stage, which is a huge part of me, I don't stop my my cuteness or my vulnerability showing, not at all. I use it. You know, each song suggests a certain thing and you do it that way. And if I'm doing Cam the Can, you're doing that, you know, but I'm always smiling. And I've got, I've got a really good smile that Mickey Most always told me. When you smile on stage, it lights up. So I always remembered that. Yeah. But I try not to, I try not to have a facade. I don't like that. And I've never hidden any part of my personality, you know, and to me, it all lives together. The toughness, the softness, the survival that, you know, that I have, I can be a smart ass too, you know, I, whatever it's like I said, I'm complicated. You're working tonight? Yeah. Well, shall I come down and see you? Yeah. Do you want to go home? No, I can't go back to my pad. The boys are going to be all over the place. Let's go to mine, then. You too, all right? Um, well, I'll have another one, yeah, Nance. Oh, no, thanks. Not me. Don't need it. <laughs> well, you look nice and jolly. I had a bereavement in the family, ain't I? Oh, uh-huh. Our old Tom, he got run over. Tom. A cab. Oh. You were fond of it, were you? Couldn't stand a bleeding thing. Oh. What a pleasure to listen to Susie Quattro and her recollections. Next time there is more in the second part of our interview where we go even deeper. I hope you will tune in for that. In the meantime, head over to the Minder Podcast site or send an email to winchesterclub at minderpodcast.co.uk. Thanks to all those who have emailed so far, very appreciative of the positive comments and also your guest suggestions, which I really enjoy reading. I have in some cases tried some of these already, 
And of course, some are either not available or they just don't do interviews these days, usually for the older actors. It is something of a handicap to find many of the actors you'd like to speak with are in their late 80s. Still, keep them coming and I'll keep trying. Certainly a great few episodes are lined up for the coming months. So look out for a few surprises. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
trash.